Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection. You want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk. And it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. Sachi Di Denaro, always authentic, never counterfeit. Ladies and gentlemen, these and time gays. Out. Time out. I got to call timeout. That's not the same mic as that one. You're coming in way too hot. All right. You can just hold it a little further from your face. Uh, how are we How are we here? That's, that's perfect. Awesome. Three, okay. two. Ladies and gentlemen, these and gays, welcome to the Parlez-Vous podcast. Helping us chase a dream out of this basement. Today, we're changing it up a little bit. I get to be the Dean Malenko Jr. of podcasting. I'm over here with Anthony Alessino, the business owner. And I'm with Dean Malenko Sr. as well, behind the mic, behind the computer. You may say, hey, why why are you going so fast here today? Well, I got to tell you, started the show a little early today, came in, I was at the gym, and I got the call while we're moving it up. All right. Took a little pre-workout, got an absolutely, absolutely electric, eclectic chest pump going. Half an hour chest workout. Who do you know who can do that? Did you have a C4? <laughs> I did not have a C4. What kind of- who do you know that can do that? That's what he said. <laughs> what kind of pre-workout? Rise Baja Burst. Damn, dude. Absolutely electric. Awesome. Is that Rise with a Z? That's uh, S. Okay. R-Y-S-E. Less oh, R with the it's a Y. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Can't just be R I S A. No, no, no. It's got the Y in it, and uh, absolutely electric here. Still buzzing. Yeah, but, I didn't uh, like. That. I don't really like the buzz. Buzz doesn't do it for me. Pre workout buzz. Yeah, like, I feel like I could fight God. Like the, the <laughs> yeah. base tingle buzz. Like the fuck here nah, we go. It was. You see, I only did one scoop. I only went for a one scoop because I didn't have any pre workout. Went to a 7-Eleven, didn't have any good pre-workout. So I was like, I called up my boy who I was going to the gym with. And I was like, hold on. I thought you were going to say, I called up my boy who owes me money. That's, what, <laughs> that's the way it, it sounded like you were going there. No, no, no. But uh, I called up my boy. I said, listen, I'm grabbing a bottle of water. I'm going to need your pre-workout. He goes, all right. So I get to the gym. And I get the call. And I'm like, all right. I got a single scoop of pre-workout in my hand and my water bottle in my other in my car. And I'm like, well, down the hatch, little dry scoop action. Go for the water bottle sip. It wasn't too – it went down smooth, but when I came down to, like, close my mouth, I chewed a little bit. But it actually got me going. And then I, I didn't get too much tingle either. Got a little little, little wrist tingle, a little 
little huh. But uh, millennials kind of like invented the dry scoop pre-workout, but Gen Z are the pioneers, dude. None of these fucking kids just mix it. They all do the dry. Some of them don't even chase it. You, they just go with their spit. No, that's yeah. fucking. That's crazy. fucking feral activity. That's, <laughs> that's what we call going goblin mode. <laughs> little Gen Z humor for you. That's, that's crazy. Absolute dude. feral activity. Anything? What did? I thought about going for a second scoop, and I was like, nah. What are you like? It's like you're hungry, like, like second servings. Dude, dude, I the bench wasn't ready for another scoop. I'll tell you if that. I was at, if I was working out Kids with somebody, clanging and banging, listen, dude. If I was Don't working bench. out with somebody, I was working out with Jimmy at our age right now, and this man dried, dry scooped pre-workout. I'd be like, dude, be a gentleman, or I'm not working out with you. <laughs> <laughs> Doing this, you're not gonna act like that. You're not gonna come with me to the gym and just start dry scooping shit. It's not gonna happen. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Well, no. My, Seems my friend, like it would be a rule at like Planet Fitness or like well, <laughs> no dry scoops. Dude. <laughs> the lunk no alarm goes scoops. off. The lunk alarm goes off. If you dry scoop it, dude. Uh, well, you see, most of my friends were on the same page with that because my friend I called up. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna need your pre workout. He goes, oh, word, I just made mine. He's got his own shaker bottle, you know, and yeah, doing yeah. all that shit. But he dry scoops creatine, which is ten times worse than dry scoop and pre workout. Because it doesn't taste good. Yeah, but it's smaller, right? No, it's the same fine grain. It's the same everything. But it's, it's the, the, scoop is, the, the scoop, scoop is, is a little bit smaller. smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My scoop is probably like a like a quarter. Okay. Like a quarter by two dollars. Two dollars worth of quarters. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like two dollars like, worth of quarters. So like, that's so like, like a vial. Yeah, that's it's not like, two dollars. Like what you we don't have video going today, but that is about a half of an inch to an inch, which you just did with your fingers. Yes. The, uh, two dollars and quarters is like three inches tall, dude. No, no, it's not. That's eight, eight, eight quarters, quarters is like double the size of what he's doing. No, no, like like a, that's like one of those. Quarters. No, that's eight quarters. Dude. This is like eight quarters. We'll we'll not argue about it, but let's just say the bench wasn't ready today. I'm happy for you. Um, I thank you. I appreciate it. But um, it's an electric start to the show. You ready? Oh yeah, you ready to rumble? Let's while clang and bang while this guy counts change. Like, like this guy, what are we doing? This dude? guy doesn't think. What are we doing? All right, that's four quarters. That's four quarters. Hey, he might be right. It's a, it might be a little it's bit. A, it's a, but that's like this, though. Yeah, we're, I went we're like, splitting I was like hey. We're splitting quarters. We, we're splitting quarters. All right, what do we got? First What's up? on the agenda today? First, first up on the agenda is we have to absolutely applaud Tony Khan. Owner of all e-wrestling. Did you watch last night? No, but I heard it was pretty emotional. It was emotional, but here's the reason Tony Khan needs to be applauded. So we came out here and we, we fucking got after Dave Meltzer. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not apologizing to Dave Meltzer because I still kind of think he's a dick and he'll report anything his sources say regardless of whether he fact-checks them or not. But WBD, Warner Brothers Discovery, was adamantly against it and Tony Khan just put his fucking foot down and said no. And who reported that? Um, Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp. So it wasn't, it wasn't no, Meltzer? Okay. no, no. no. With Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful. But here's the thing. With Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful's behind a fucking Patreon paywall. So it's like, you know. Can't so, you just give us the news, dude? Like, <laughs> so No, you for, want the news? You got to pay for it. So, for somebody who isn't involved, can you explain to me what, what happened last you, night? You weren't there? You I was weren't not here there. when we talked about the Briscoes? I was not. Uh, I heard about the Briscoes. I, I remember on two, uh, last show we talked about it. You covered it. Right, so, so they weren't going to. So they weren't going to allow. They didn't allow them last Wednesday to do a tribute to Jay Briscoe on the show. They for for some uh, comments for he made a, twi- on, a tweet a tw- from ten years ago. Where, I heard. Okay, where he used the f word. I'm there. Well, he really 
Oh, F word. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what we okay. Yep. So for that reason that they were always banned from WBD TV, meaning AEW. Specifically after Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, they were never allowed to be on TBS or TNT for that reason and no other reason. So Jay passes away last Tuesday, tragically. Wednesday night, they did not allow them to do any sort of tribute to him. They spoke about it. You know, Tony Schiavone and, and uh, Excalibur, and who, uh, Taz, I guess, spoke about it a little bit. A lot of the guys, specifically Ring of Honor guys, who had a very good relationship with Jay, wore like armbands that said Jay with a heart on it. But that was the extent of it. After, the, after Dynamite, Dynamite's live on TV. After Dynamite, you've been. Rampage, they record for Fridays after it. Correct. A- after that, because they were on the West Coast, TK spoke to the people in the in the venue. They were very accommodating. Spoke to the people in the crowd. They did a one-hour tribute show to Jay, which will be for free at some point. I don't think it's up yet on YouTube and on the Honor Club app for Ring of Honor. So now this week, they do do a tribute for Jay, and Mark Briscoe is booked in the main event against Jay Lethal, who, a Jay Lethal, one of the Briscoe's longtime rivals, longtime good friends, big tight relationship between them. Jay comes out first with Sanjay, and you can tell right away, not that they're not in character, but they're not healing it up at all. They had a big hug at the at the ramp, the stage. Yeah. Sanjay walked back out. Jay came out. He comes out into the ring, gets up, you know, he's doing his thing. Gets up on the turnbuckle and he he said, This is for you, Jay. Then Mark comes out. Reach for the sky, boys. Huge pop. Both one wearing his belt, carrying Jay's. Yeah. Comes out, throws Jay's belt in the ring, gets in the ring, has like a little moment in the corner. Huge pop, freaks out. As we're doing, Bobby Cruz is doing the uh opening, you know, introductions. As the bell's ringing, there are tears in Jay Lethal's eyes, like swelling with tears. They'll go out there, have a match that only Mark and Jay Lethal could have. Technically savvy. Plenty of the fucking um, redneck kung fu that Mark Briscoe was made famous. Mark does a froggy bow from the uh, from the turnbuckle outside through the timekeeper's table. So you think about the, the jump I'm talking about. Yeah. You got to clear the turnbuckle. So he didn't jump off the ropes. He jumped off of like... The turnbuckle itself, like the oh, the, he went, the, he the went. metal, the yeah, metal yeah, yeah, yeah. cord between the the turnbuckle yeah, and yeah. the post, jumped off of that. Amazing. The whole match there, he's teasing the J Driller, which is like a pedigree pile driver, if that okay. makes sense. Okay. A double underhook pile driver. Okay. Eventually, eventually he hits. He tries to set it up. Jay Lethal gets out. Goes for the lethal combination. Mark crushes him with the fucking clothesline. Jay Driller. One, two, three. Crowd goes crazy. The entire locker room comes out. They're all wearing the shirt. Everyone's clapping. They give Mark his moment to, you know, take it all in. He goes up there. He shook the hand and hugged every single member on the of the roster. And then Tony Khan, who we don't ever see on TV. We've seen Tony Khan on AEW TV. Twice. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think when that, Brody yeah. Lee passed away, unfortunately. Yep. And now when Jay Briscoe passed away. Match was amazing. Good on Tony Khan for keeping his sticking his fucking feet in the ground and saying, This is what we're doing. They also played a tribute package to Jay before earlier in the show yeah. before the match. I mean, 
this close to tears. Dude. Yeah. I was this close yeah, to if tears. If you knew him at all, you'd have been crying. Yeah. And they, they showed the videos of him dancing with his fucking daughters. And Everyone says out. he was a real family guy. I mean, because th- this is a business, professional wrestling, where unfortunately we've dealt with a lot of loss, especially recently. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people who we lose. We do a little tribute, you know, whenever. But, dude, Samo- did you see Samoa Joe? This, I guess this was for the tribute show that's going to go on YouTube. Yeah. Dude, t- like, t- not holding back tears, crying while he gave his, his speech. Like, you don't, for for every single person that's ever shared the ring with this guy, not only do they not have a bad thing to say, they're all, like, it might as well have been their own brother that passed away. Which is crazy. Which is just a testament to who this guy was. When you're able to touch a community like that, especially being that these are guys, they're Ring of Honor Hall of Famers. They're day one Ring of Honor oh, guys. Yeah. Multiple, the 13-time Ring of Honor World, world uh, Tag Champs. They're both Ring of Honor Heavyweight Champs at some point. No, I mean, depending on what you want to call the big time, never made it to the big time. But right. they, they lived, breathed, and slept Ring of Honor independent wrestling. And even, like we said, Seth Rollins says, without Jay Briscoe, there is no Seth Rollins. Right. Kevin Owens, same thing. It's just, it was a really, it was a beautiful moment. And honestly, like, again, I, I don't want to come off as, like, corny, quote unquote. Because I know I, I cut when we first spoke about the DeMar Hamlin thing. And now the Jay Briscoe thing. This is just another one of those situations where, like, we don't let the people that we love know how much we love of them enough until they're gone. Of course. So I've been going out of my way lately to just, like, be like, hey, just so you know, like, I love you. You mean a lot to me. Like, yeah, because you, know, you never fucking I'm know. I'm blessed to have you in my life because you never know what's going to happen. You do. You never know. Real touching moment in the sports world. So we love you, Jay. We love you, Mark. I hope we get to see plenty of more Mark. Mark was seen. He's the one in the best spirits. Seem, seem well, you gotta go off of, and you know, went last night, Wednesday night, Jay's 39th birthday, yeah. So the entire thing was just it was, it's tough, it was uh, yeah, it's tough, but you know, it was a great, beautiful moment. And they put on a hell of a match. And the the table thing, even I think Shivani, so oh, no, Shivani didn't say it because Excalibur stayed in the booth and they brought in Caprice Coleman and um, the other Ring of Honor guys, name's skipping me right now. The white guy. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't yeah. know that. Caprice Coleman's my the, my favorite of the two. So the three of them called the called the ring. So Shivani yeah. was out of there, and Taz was out of there, and Jr. was out of there. What an effort! But they had said when when he did the froggy bow off <laughs> through the timekeeper's table, it's like this is exactly what Jay would have wanted: carnage, right, violence, right, right, go right. fuck somebody up. Yeah. Like, so I'm you know it was amazing. I hope we get to see more more of Mark Briscoe on TV. I don't think he's ever going to get the Mark Briscoe as all elite graphic, unfortunately. But, you know, there's should be should he choose to continue to wrestle, which I'm sure he will cuz this is what he does. This is what they do. The Briscoes Ring of Honor will be coming to Honor Club pretty regularly pretty soon. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, what do they do with the belts? Oh, I have no idea. It's That's the only weird thing where you know, it's like is he going to go defend crazy? them alone? Is he going to pick up a partner, like an honorary Briscoe? You know, or is he just going to drop them? A little, little third option here. Retire the belts. They're not going to retire the tag team belts. Bring in some new belts? You don't think? Different look, maybe. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing about Ring of Honor that that like is so good about Ring of Honor that we don't have in modern day pro wrestling. is Every Ring of Honor belt looks the fucking same. Right. 
they all look the same. They're a very simple belt, you know, black black strap, silver uh, silver plates, the red and black ROH logo on the middle, and they all the tag belts, the pure title. The only Ring of Honor belt that doesn't look like the rest of them is the t the TV title. Right. So I don't know. If, I mean, you could. I'm sure. I mean, Tony Khan did it with the TNT title for Brody Lee. So you could retire the belt style yeah. and bring in a new belt, but you can't. Not to not you to cannot sound, have Ring of Honor without tag team champions. I know, but I'm saying just uh, not to not to put it bluntly either. Rebranding is also it's always capable, always fresh, always good to do something like that. And if you retire the belt, they live in infamy, they live in history. They probably already do, they, but yeah, you know, whatever. They, yeah, if they do, but then you got to think over time. Maybe they retire the specific belt, and then have that and keep the same look but it's not me i'm not i'm not tony khan so we know that i'd love to see i'd love to see mark go out there alone and fuck, that would be and a little and, yeah ftr would do the job 100 mm percent. -hmm. i, I think care. yeah i, I think they're on their way back to the fed anyway personally so that's that uh one more bit of breaking news well there wasn't a lot today I, a wrestling was, no, no, no 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 there was a lot was and, there more wrestling breaking no news? there was more uh, NFL. Yeah, so we're going to start with the, the local breaking news. New York Jets had themselves an offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Nat can't hack it. Jesus Christ. Couldn't hack it as not as a head coach with Denver. But like we said, they, the rumor is that they hired him thinking they were getting Rodgers, and then they got Russell Wilson, two very different styles of quarterback. And what I was just saying to Ross when we were on the phone right before we started this thing was – there's plenty of great coordinators that never made it as good coaches. 100%. You can be a great coordinator and not be a good coach. 100%. When, it's just a lot. right? When now. Nathaniel Hackett was last with Green Bay, and this is what all the Jets Twitter is really – I got to take a break from Twitter, I think, after football because I've been, like, deep on Jets Twitter this year. And like Jets fans, Jets Twitter is cancerous, dude. It's just full people – New York sports yeah. Twitter is canceled. Yeah. Cancerous. Just to, so people, go ahead, go ahead. Give you because I give stole you your the, thunder on Tuesday, so I want to just you. to give you the uh, the whole. I everything I saw when I woke up this morning was Aaron Rodgers in a fucking Jets jersey. Yeah, well, that's been going on for no, but it no, like today that. I saw it. it I scrolled through Instagram and within twenty posts, I probably saw it ten times. Yeah, so it was that bad. Five guy Frank to the Panthers. Yeah, All right. you know that's. I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to downplay it because we'll see what happens. But it might be a good, good fresh start. It's well, gotta be. Th these were part of my the points that I wanted to bring. A lot of people are obviously down on Hackett because of what we recency bias. What have you done right. for me lately? That's pro sports today. Um, when he was last with Green Bay, this is what everyone talks about. When he was with Green Bay, he didn't even call the plays. Okay, you're right. You're technically right. He didn't call the plays in Green Bay. Matt Lafleur did. He came up with the schemes and the and the sheet with Matt LaFleur every week. You know what he did run in Green Bay? The red zone offense. What have we been talking about how bad the Jets were at all year? Their red zone, yeah, red offense, zone right? offense. The 2020, I believe 2020, Green Bay Packers red zone offense was first in the, the best red zone offense yeah. of like the last 10 years or I something like that. I think it was like first in the league and then the second overall offense that first year with Nat Hackett. Saw the statistics recently. I mean, maybe, but guess what? You still got to get Aaron Rodgers here. Right. Just because Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett is the offensive coordinator now does not mean uh, 
that Aaron Rodgers is, remember, a, is a guaranteed lock. he was good lock. at his job in Green Bay because he had MVP Aaron Rodgers. So well, well let us. Well, he, well we, the argument he, could be he was the offensive coordinator and the play caller of the 2019. 2018 Jacksonville Jaguars. With, 2018 with with Blake Bortles that took them to an AFC championship. Bortles that's rocket, him, that's baby. Fine. Right, he called the plays there. Yep, and he called, and that's where Robert Salon knows him. This is the other thing, Robert Salon. Him, they were on that same staff in Jacksonville. If we what we say, we look at this list of Jets offensive coordinators over the last two weeks or so, and it seems lackluster, right? Well, everyone feels like Joe Douglas and Robert Salon are coaching for their and working for their jobs this season. With a lackluster list like this, you're not going to go with someone you don't know. You have a pretty long-established relationship with this guy. And they made it clear that they wanted someone who has plenty of experience calling plays in the league. And added bonus, Nathaniel Hackett coaches a West Coast offense. So we got continuity on that end. The one other thing I wanted to say with Jets fans that were upset, a lot of the – I want to say a lot of the other guys, but one is – you guys said Frank Reich already – Frank Reich was a guy everyone wanted. Great. If the Jets didn't get Frank Reich and he's the passing game coordinator for the fucking Rams next year, well, that's what Michael Floor is. But if he's like one of those, he got a head coaching job, dude. What do you want the Jets to do about that? You can't fucking expect a guy to turn down a head coaching gig just because we want him to run our yeah, offense. No, he's not like, going to do that. And there's one other, I think, that got a head coaching job or is getting head coaching interviews. I can't think of the, who, who it was particularly right now. One of the interims? One, no, it was one of the guys on the Jets' offensive coordinator list that people wanted. But I think he's getting head coaching offers right now. I just it'll come to me maybe. The other thing, Joe Brady. I love Joe Brady. Great. Why would you want to leave Buffalo right now? Yeah. Joe Brady's the current quarterbacks coach at Buffalo. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and Joe Brady. First of all, you were talking about inner division. The Bills could have said, "Go fuck yourself. You can't interview him." Joe right. Brady could have said, I don't want to take the interview. And up until Sunday, they were still in the playoffs. So if you want to get this thing going and, and get the ball rolling, you can't necessarily wait for these. Like today, the report was the Jets wanted were interested in Eric Bieniemy if he didn't get any head coaching offers. All right, great. There's a chance you have to might have to wait a month before you get to interview him. You, you, you might have, if, if Derek Carr is the, the target, you might have to make that decision before you get to interview Bieniemy. So... I have – go ahead, but I I do have two Jets things I want to cover. So The Jets announced the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator today. The Super Bowl odds on DraftKings went from plus 4,000 to – Plus 3,000, which makes them the eighth, the eighth favorite. favorite. Yeah, Eighth favorite for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Right. <clears throat> go ahead. So, they, they, so, so while, you while, while, we're, while we're talking about gambling odds, uh, last night the Jets odds to land – am I stealing anything from you? No. Last night, the Jets' odds to land Aaron Rodgers skyrocketed from plus 750 to plus 350, which is tied with Aaron uh, with their odds to land Imagine Derek Carr now. following Brett Favre. Uh, it would, Go ahead. It would, be, it would, be, it would, be, it would only be better if he ended with the Vikings. Yeah. So l- let's start with the, uh, the, Aaron, the whole quarterback thing, right? Do you – now I'll ask you because you watch a lot of Jets football. We, we've watched Zach now, right? Do you see any a, li- a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in him, just a little bit, with the I mean, the mobility, not the insane mobility, but the the moving around, big arm. 
You know, you yeah, see, I mean, you see a little bit of it. It's obvious. It's obvious. We all know that that he's his childhood idol, and he, that's if if there's anyone that he modeled this game after, it's definitely Rogers. So yes, the answer to that is yes. So, but tread lightly when you're comparing an all time great to a guy who course. might be looking like an all time bust. He may, but might, he's might be looking like an all. We're heading right now. If 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 we're on the scale between Aaron Rodgers and Jamarcus Russell. Zach Wilson is leaning way towards the Jamarcus Russell end. Of, of, of course. Of, say that if you must. So, but at this point, right now, you would consider Zach Wilson to be a project for the future, if anything. You would say. We're, we're, that's what we're working on. Because we didn't waste a second rounder on him for nothing. Second overall pick, yes. No, 100%. Not second rounder, second overall. I'm sorry. So, in contrary to that, you gotta. we're going to turn to Salah here. I... I would say over Salah's decisions on his coaching staff stuff, besides the quarterback stuff, I wouldn't say he's been doing a bad job with his hirings. Would you say? No, and the fact that all this shit came out a week or two weeks ago with Michael Fuller and Elijah Moore, you suck, you're a loser, go fuck yourself, and the fake report that Zach Wilson wasn't paying attention in meetings. Did you see this one? It was inst- There was a report... Um, Ian Riccoboni, Rick, maybe? maybe? No, it wasn't him. Someone said it. on. I don't think it was Rap Sheet. I think Rap Sheet was the one who debunked it. Someone went on Pat McAfee, like last week, and said that there were reports that Zach Wilson was late to meetings frequently, not paying attention in meetings, had a wrong, had the bad attitude in meetings. And on, within three hours, it was shot down by anyone who, Adam Schefter, Rap, Ian Rappaport, and someone else. Like, they all shot it down. Bro, if that said, was the case, they would have cut him. They were like, look, Zach Wilson, you can say a lot of things about Zach Wilson. You cannot say that he's lazy or that he isn't putting in the That's work. That's the thing. They would have cut he him. Walked, he, and this is like when people just – it's the recency bias, especially when it comes to quarterback in the NFL, in the New York media market. We just want to shit on guys right away. Like, we forgot last summer this guy was all over the fucking country – Throwing with his receivers, going to them, going and studying with other people. This man put in the fucking work. Quarterback in the NFL is hard, guys. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And like we've, I don't want to hit this point because we've fucking all year. The Jets accelerated their progress. Like if the Jets didn't come out and start five and three, we're not even having this conversation right now. Who cares? They, right. You know, like, no, but who cares about any of it? Who cares? Because now, so St. Zach Wilson does well. I mean, I guess you're not technically in the situation the Giants are in, but then you got to pay him. So if he's not great, if he's not great, then you you don't know. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. Like being a good quarterback is 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 just okay to me. Sorry, being a good quarterback's okay. You either need to be elite, the top eight, seven, six quarterbacks in the league, or get what? Guess what? You're looking for a, you're looking for a top six quarterback. That's just how it is. So, so you think the Giants should be in the quarterback market? Though? Yeah, yeah, you. you I, well, I don't think that they should just blindly react to Daniel Jones's sixteen games that he played well in, and 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 thirty six million a year is not worth it. Not worth it. Thirty one would be the uh, franchise tag. Okay, for one year. Okay, but what that cost you? What would it? What would his fifth year of option been? Eighteen. Something like that. Donald's was 18. So, yeah, I so let's just say it's 20. 
He pushed up eleven million dollars. <laughs> no, if, any, if anything, it's it would be cheaper than Donald's because Donald was the third overall pick. Daniel Jones was the sixth. So, oh, okay, okay. So let's just say, say it's sixteen, seventeen million. <laughs> so what it cost you to find out fifteen million on your salary cap for one year? That sucks. That fucking sucks. That sucks. And if he's gonna and if he's gonna go out and, and entertain offers from anybody, then what the fuck are we doing? We should be entertaining well, offers. We talked about this on Tuesday too. Before. I, I, I think the move is the non-exclusive transition tag. Yeah. Before we, you know, get off the rails here, just to circle back, just to finish my thoughts. Go ahead, because I'm not. I have a couple more things about the Jets. So. I think the, you know, obviously the poisonous New York media obviously turns everything a little bit darker, but I think we gotta. You get, everyone's gotta really sit down and and have a look, especially if you're a Jets fan. You gotta look at the uh, the not the intangibles, but the fine details of what's going on especially when it comes to looking at how Salah does certain things. Like the hiring thing I brought up, I don't think he's done a bad job at all. That defensive, he's a defensive head coach to start. Defensive coordinator, defense was what this year? Top five in the league? Yeah. Stat-wise? Amazing. Electric. Jets defense of the past. Love it. Mike LaFleur, we're not going to... How would you say Mike LaFleur performed on a scale of one to ten? Horrendous. I fucking... You say uno? Maybe a zero? Zero, dude. Zero. In the red zone, zero. Once Brees Hall went down, zero. The fact, this is all I got to say. They rushed for four yards in an entire <laughs> half of football against the Detroit Lions in a winner-go-home game. And then the next week, the Panthers had two different not-starting running backs, Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, have career days. And they rushed for 400 yards on the Lions. So when you come out here, you can't even get fucking 40 yards of rushing production against one of the worst running defenses in the league in a game you need to win. That's the, that was the biggest indictment on LaFleur for the whole year for me. And it was also the biggest reason to not fucking want to just tie a weight to Zach and throw him in the lake. Like, so that's the answer to that. Keep Go ahead. But nonetheless, we've now, we've, we've, let's not say we've solved the problem, but we have found a possible answer. And we found a familiar answer, too. In Hackett? In Hackett, yes. Sal is familiar with Hackett. Hackett hasn't called the plays, but we'll see Not we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I don't feel bad about the the Hackett firing. I think enough hiring. Hiring. I feel great about it. I hope there's good things to come. And I see I see a little bit of A-Rodge and, and Zach, and I think we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. And if we get Aaron Rodgers, dude, I don't know. I might just wear my sunglasses. Oh, I think God. I think I think trading for Aaron Rodgers, say he's probably got two years in him, right? Trade yeah. for Aaron Rodgers, put, he's the guy for two years. What I said, yeah. fifth year option. Yeah. Now it's Zach's time to fucking and it's, go. And it, what are we and, saying? Two year project. Right. So at that point, Zach's gonna go. And if he's and, not ready, and if he's not ready, fuck, it's it. It's over. And we're, we figure we're it out again. Yeah. Um. I don't think we're in to to finish my thought. I don't think we have done a bad job thus far. We gotta we gotta finish the job, but I don't think we've done a bad one. I also think it's ridiculous to say that like Aaron Rodgers comes in and it's a Super Bowl team. There's work to be done other places. There's holes First to fill. All, wide receiver is a sneaky need for them. Running back is a sneaky need for them. They. I don't want to digress too much. So the two year plan with that Rodgers, if he comes, Zach, great, whatever. We still don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Moving forward into this. On Tuesday, before that, for like weeks now, I even said, well, yesterday I'm talking to Ross. I said, before I gave up the two first round picks, I would try to offer 
Corey Davis, the two a second this year and a one next year. 2023-2, Corey Davis. Or try to dangle any of these guys that we want to cut as cap casualties. Yeah. Last year, during the draft, the Packers tried to trade for Corey Davis. That comes out. Everyone at one Jets drive is operating under the assumption Corey Davis will not be with the team next year. Ten point eight four million is what they're going to save by cutting him. The way the wide receiver is he and not six hundred k in dead cap? Is he not a starting wide receiver in the NFL? Yeah, he still and, is. I would say. And the booming market for wide receivers right now is ten point eight four million for a, for a top three wide receiver. Not a fucking steal. To, yeah, to an, extent, for, to an extent. For a team that's going to probably lose Alan Lazard and outside of Watson, in my well, opinion. Lazard is gone. Outside of Watson, in my opinion, has no fucking receiving threats whatsoever on that team. I think Dobbs sucks. Sorry. Randall Cobb's old and washed. Um, oh, Christian Watson. Watson. Christian Watson, yeah. yeah. So, Joe Caparasso from SNY last night mm-hmm. tweeted, Ross screenshotted it and sent it to me and said, isn't this the trade you said? And I was like, yeah. I know a little something, huh, Ross? Joe Caparasso tweeted, this is what I would offer them. The 2023 second, the 2024 one, and Corey Davis. I'm like, so uh, maybe I might know what I'm talking about a little bit here. Mm. Um, going into the price tag really quick. The two first-round picks, a lot of people, specifically on Jets Twitter and everywhere, that's too much, too, too heavy of a price to pay for a 39-year-old quarterback. A lot of people bring politics into it and make it about the vaccine shit. Who gives a fuck? I'm win games. That's all I care about. Yeah, two first round picks is a hefty price to pay, right? Would you guys agree? Yeah, for any I would player. Agree. There's we we talked about it when the Jets traded Jamal Adams. There's only like six players that have been played traded for two first round picks. Out right. Um. The Jets have made Joe Douglas and the New York Jets have made six first round picks over the course of the last three drafts. And can if you name there's them? a time, can I make them? Can, can I name, you name them? them? Zach yeah. Wilson, Mackay Becton, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, uh, Sauce Gardner, and Garrett Wilson. I said Garrett Wilson. You said Jermaine Johnson. I said oh. Jermaine Johnson, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Mackay Becton, Zach Wilson. That's five. Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker. There you go. So four of those guys you named have all panned out. Relatively well. What in what sense though? Or I mean, th- I'd say three. Br- out of Brees, Brees Hall didn't pan out well at all yet. At all yet. We can't, we can't say there. That. There is a bright future, so we'll 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 put an X on Brees Hall. Okay. Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he panned out well. Brees Hall but, probably runs away with it if he never gets hurt. But yeah, no, you yes. murdered this draft. Yeah, you murdered this draft. My point is, when you make six first round picks in three drafts, you can afford to unload two of them. Yeah. Well. well and what do we always say about draft picks? About trading draft picks? If you fucking get rid of it, the, if they win a suit, if Aaron Rodgers comes and they win a Super Bowl, who gives a fuck? Right? Do the Rams give a fuck about all the draft picks that they no, traded? Fuck no. And then this was the point that I made when we were talking about like episodes and episodes, weeks and weeks and weeks and months down the line. The Rams had a team in place. They brought in a quarterback. Because, you know, they talk about going quarterback out as opposed to the rest of the team and then in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams had the team in place. They bring in Stafford, win a Super Bowl in year one. Buccaneers had a team in place, bring in Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl in year one. The Jets have a team in place, bring in Aaron Rodgers, maybe compete for a Super Bowl in year one. This is the formula that we're looking at here. It's been proven two of the last three years in the NFL that it can work. To me personally, 
If Aaron Rodgers were to come and they won a Super Bowl and he was only here for two seasons, I wouldn't give a fuck, dude. The Jets won a Super Bowl. I wouldn't give a fuck if they went right back to being shitty for another decade. Yeah. Personally. Dude, you trade and you draft and you acquire players to win, right? I don't understand what everyone's fear is when... What are you trying to do at, at the draft? Let's just say... The Jets are like, oh, no, we need those picks to get players, right? You're not drafting a, bit, a player. More than likely, you're not drafting a player better than Aaron Rodgers. More than likely. No, not in, not in, in 2022. In, in a best-case scenario, you're probably still not drafting an Aaron Rodgers. So why wouldn't you just go get yourself an Aaron Rodgers? And you know that. That's, that's who, a high. Who can still play at an Aaron Rodgers level. For now, I, yeah. I don't for know. Now. I don't know if you guys have the answer to this. I know Jets fans listening are going to know right away, but we're going to see if you guys know. We're Jets fans. We're worried about throwing away first round picks for a guy that we know is a competitor. Why? Why? Can either one of you tell me the last Jets first round pick to get a second contract with the New York Jets? Pennington? No. Sooner than that, but still egregiously long ago. Sanchez? No. Close. A Jets pick? Is the offensive line tackle? Nope. What is it a, is it a quarterback? Brickenshaw? No. Where are we looking? It's a defensive player. Revis. No. Really? Holy shit. It's earlier than Sanchez, so don't go don't go further back uh, than I'm on not that. gonna know. Uh Wayne Grabet. I mean closer, like later like than defense. Later <laughs> later than Sanchez. Oh, oh newer but than Sanchez. Newer than Sanchez, but not that far away. Oh fuck. Um no one's gotten fatter, faster in the history of the NFL than after this guy got his, con- his second contract. Muhammad Wilkerson. Mm. I think 2010, 2011 draft. I was going to say. So we're talking about a decade plus where we have not had a fucking first round pick get a second contract with the team. Because you go, look, speaking of guys that never got a second contract with the team, Darren Lee tweeted last night that he would love to come back and play with CJ Mosley. Who wants you, Darren Lee? You were garbage then. You haven't played. The last time he played was with the Chiefs a year or two ago. No one's called you, dude. What ma- What makes you think the Jets are like, let me check Darren Lee's Twitter. See if he's still in shape. <laughs> See if he wants to come play in our 4-3 defense. Dude, you were supposed to be a 34 inside linebacker. Now we're going to put you in a 4-3 where there's more versatility involved? No way, dude. Can you play safety? Then maybe we'll sign you. You were undersized to, the, to begin with. Can you you fast enough to play strong safety? You couldn't be worse than Jordan Whitehead was this year. Yikes. So that's my, my final point on why the draft pick argument is fucking nonsensical to me. And I'm good on Jets. Good. I'm good on Jets. You got anything, Giants? No. no All right. We, we got time. The only time between now and, like, the episode after the Super Bowl, the only time we're talking Jets and Giants is if there's, like, updated breaking news that happens. Because... By the time we get to fucking mid to March, the senior bowl rolls around and the combine rolls right. around and trade. First of all, March free agency. Ha- we'll have plenty of time to talk about oh, yeah, off season yeah. shit and all that stuff. What well, do we got? Let's was make, there? Well, what? I was going to say, let's make like Zimbabwe and step on it. Okay. What okay. else we got? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm referring to you, my friend. Zimbabwe. Jimmy, Zimbabwe. Uh, like Zimbabwe? Except your country. That's, that's a weird... That's a weird you don't I mean, like I, that one? I, I thought it was pretty clever, but uh, you don't like there it. There was Frank Reich. There was the Jets. So anything else happened? Oh, one. I, I, Jets also hired... Uh, his name's giving me yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. The offensive line coach from the Tennessee Titans. 
He's going to be the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator with the New York Jets. I mean, you say what you want about Derrick Henry being a unicorn, so to speak, in yeah. the running. But I think that bodes well for the Jets' running game. Yeah. And I brought this up already. Taylor Lewan, shout out the boy. We're all for the boys over here at the Parlay Vu podcast. We're big fans of the boys. We like to think we're one of the boys, you know, even though we're not. Taylor Lewan's already open about the fact that he's definitely going to get cut. Mm-hmm. I Ross just told me before on the phone that I think Taylor Lewan had some not-so-nice things to say about this guy, like that his practices were too rough for the older guys and so, so on and so forth. So maybe that is true, and, and this is a pipe dream. But everyone talking about tackle, like it's a huge fucking glaring hole for the Jets. One, I think, is ridiculous. Two, if they maintain the 13th overall pick to use it on a tackle, I think is stupid. Like, Mekhi Becton wasn't an unmovable fucking object before he, you know, when he played his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to give up on that guy. He looks great. Look, what what would what do you think the Sixers would be doing right now if they gave up on JoJo after two years? Joel oh, B. Because it's a set, different sports, different bodies, different injuries, but same concept, right? Basically, yeah. Big guy, had problems that come along with being a big still, guy. Still got problems. What, missed like the – yeah, he but he missed mostly his first two years, mm. and now he's an MVP MVP candidate. candidate, yeah. So I'm not giving up on Becton yet. The Jets had nine offensive linemen on the IR at one point this year. Also, Max, Max Mitchell looked like a serviceable starter. We don't know if Dwayne Brown's coming back. AVT. AVT. Yeah, I also just keep Nate Herbig. Resign him. Resign McGovern. Put fucking Herbig and resign uh, the the doctor LDF Warren Duvernay mm-hmm. Tardif. Get guard. You can kick AVT to the right tackle. Put Mackay on the left. And I I liked Herbig. I like McGovern. Lake and Tomlinson might get cut because he was a fucking. I was gonna say that guy looked like he didn't even candidate. know the protect the the protection. Problem, he's not a cut candidate. It's only second year of his contract, and there's some dead money to go there. But what I'm getting at here is, I think it's ridiculous to use the 13th overall pick on a tackle. And if you're worried about depth at tackle, Taylor Lewan's gonna get cut. Probably looking for a one year prove it deal. Yeah. Why not make the call to the boy? Hey, man. We're cool with Barstool. We're cool with podcasts. Can you just block pass rushers for us? <laughs> we'll give you a one-year, $8 million deal. And if you play great, first of all, if Rodgers comes, it should be a no-brainer because it's a, it's a team that could compete right away. And if you go on and you play well and we make a playoff run, there's a big bag waiting for you elsewhere. So I think that makes a ton of sense. Nothing else to, from NFL news, right? Frank Wright got the job. Um, the enemy is expecting to be fielding offers. There's a bunch of guys fielding offers. Brian Flores has gotten a couple of DC yeah. opportunities. D'Amico Ryan's. Ryan, yeah. They're talking about giving him head coaching interview. No, he should. He's been getting, which he yeah. should yeah, because yeah. he's coaching over at uh, San Fran now, yeah. right? And they're deep. I mean, I think I'm not getting X's and O's now. One because I'm not prepared to have the conversation, but. He does a lot of really good things, and it goes so much further beyond just a, a guy who is a really good defensive player in the league oh. who is now a coach. You know, This is the only thing I'll say about the Giants. Davis Webb. He's another one that's he, ready to transition. Yeah, transition yeah. to the coaching, yeah. Um, all right, well, what do we got next? I, uh, I got a, uh, okay. two quick things. Dan Quinn staying with the Cowboys okay. as of 45 minutes ago, and uh, there is an anti-Jeff Saturday petition to keep Jeff Saturday from becoming head coach. 
1,700 fans have signed this petition. Speaking of the cults, here's a fun little thing. This isn't news at this point. This came out like last week, and we just somehow never spoke about it. Josh McDaniel's wife made him pull out of the Colts deal two years ago because Jim Irsay came to the house and was weird and did a lot of things in the meet, like meeting them at their family home that creeped her out, including but not limited to spending up to an hour in the bathroom. Jim Irsay is a weird cat, dude. I don't think he gives a fuck about a petition. That's my point. <laughs> To talk about to talk about Jim Irsay, Aaron Rodgers is also linked to Indianapolis as a possible trade. Yeah, but they they also said that they they do they said they said they don't want to do this veteran quarterback chasing shit again. They're they're picking fourth overall. They're in a perfect spot to make a move. They got plenty of time to fall in love with the Bryce Young. Call the Texans. Or Will Levis. Fuck Will Levis, dude. (laughs) Again, not gonna do the. this, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we gotta get into that. Fuck, Will Levis is not doing anything to help. He's trying to hide something, dude. No, this is news updates. This is yeah. not. We're not doing draft right now. But yes, yeah. Will Levis is trying to hide something. Yeah, I know. I agree. One hundred percent. Alrighty. Well, what do we got next? I think we're, we're gonna go into do the. We got to figure out how we did last week. The, the sheet should be over by you somewhere. Tell you right now, Giant Killer Boston Scott cashed another touchdown. And we we cashed that. That was plus three seventy. I think we put a hundred on that to win three seventy. I think we might have lost everything else. Yeah, because we rode the Giants pretty hard. Let me see. This might not be it. No, no, I don't think that's it. I know where it's not. Look underneath by the notebook. This is, or maybe behind you, Alice. You know, this is good. This is good content. Yep. No, it's on a uh, it's on the playoff sheet. Mm. It's on like a racket. Give me that one. So it's good. Give me. There we go. All right. Delightful. Minor inconvenient, but we are convenience, but we are here. All right, let's do it. What did we come in up at this point? Like ten eighty five, I think. No, we were up. ten twenty five. Ten twenty five. We were up one thousand twenty five dollars headed into this week. We had the Giants money line. <laughs> we had. KC, ding, ding. We had Bengals, ding, ding. We had 49ers, ding, ding. And we had the Giants in a parlay. Yeah, that was the just get it right parlay. And we almost got it right. Not really, uh, though. Giants didn't even compete. Well, we just... Listen, right. if this wasn't a New York-based podcast, we would have gotten that right because we would have just taken the, the blue and red sunglasses off and we would have been like, the Eagles win this game probably. Right. Well, I didn't think they would cover. I figured if you teased it from fucking seven and a half to thirteen and a half, there's no way they would have covered fourteen. But they did. So, you know. Did Barkley get in? I don't think Barkley got in. No, they got some weird fucked up touchdown. Oh, Curious to me, good. I was watching Curse Child, dude. Yeah, I know. It was Voldemort Day. Barkley didn't get in, right? I don't think so. We had no. Barkley Mixon and CMC. Yeah, no no one too. No is CMC. That, is that a no and no and a no? A no and a no. Uh, but we did have a Boston Scott, so that's 370. So that's Boston three three seventy against uh nine hundred dollars worth of losses, right? So that's what a fucking six hundred and thirty dollar loss on the week. Uh we got five hundred and thirty. Nine hundred three seventy. Uh yeah, five hundred and thirty loss off the one twenty five. So three hundred and ninety five plus. Four hundred and ninety five plus. So I'm almost right. I'm just fucking. 
I All right, so college, real quick. Um, spreads and predictions. Here we go. I have the spreads. Up All right, right well, uh, then let's hear it. Before you want to do a little guess, guessing or not? Yeah, I'm going to allow you guys to guess, but since I have them in front of me, let's go uh, San Fran Philly first, the early game. San Fran is in Philly. What do you What do you guys think the spread is here? You want to go first or want me to go first? This is um, a battle of the Titans when you talk about teams outside of the quarterback position. This is Eagles minus two and a half in my mind. I was going to say Eagles two. Eagles it's, as well or Eagles minus two? Eagles minus two. Okay. It's Eagles minus two and a half. All right. Right on the head. Over under? Uh, this is 46 and a half. 47 and a half. 37. I fucking hate you, dude. 46 and a half. I'm good. I'm good at what I do. Very good at what I do. Yeah, now you are. I've always right. been. And the, and the retard. How about this, I know, this whole I know, year? I keep dude. doing it. I, I, I keep I, doing I, it. Then let's, let's, you know let's, let's I mean? pump the brakes. Just keep going. You know what I mean? All right. Here we go. <sighs> Cincinnati Bengals at Kansas City Chiefs. You guys guess first because there's plenty to talk about with this one, but guess first and then and then I'll do my deal. I'll go KC by three and a half. Okay. For those of you who do not know, Anthony is currently pondering. A- it's either a pick 'em. Or the Bengals are favorites. Do, 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 well, which do, one is it? Do, do, do. Uh, Spitzer swallows, baby. Which one is it? I'm going to go Bengals minus one. Right. This game opened at, I believe, Kansas City minus two and a half, minus three, something around that, right? And then we had the Mahomes, um, the Mahomes injury kind of deal. Bengals went up to minus one. And then we saw Mahomes walking around with no boot on after the game, fine, right? And then we saw this week, like, at a presser. Yeah, he practiced. Yeah, but at the presser, he walked off the, the little stage, led with his right foot, and just landed flat on it, kept going, didn't like, in sneakers, looked fine, no problems with it. Then it moved to a pick right? And now we're back to Kansas City minus one. So this line has been ping-ponging all week, and it's more based off of, what you know the, the what happened on the field and what's been happening in practice then because of public lean at least the, from what I can see. So right now we're back down to Kansas City minus one over under. It's it's an even number. I'll tell you that right now. There's no half. Fifty two. No. Wait the over under. Mm-hmm. Forty nine. It's forty eight. I'm going over. I think I will go over because you look at the past three matchups in this game. It's 34-31, 27-24, 27-24, and 24-21, Ab- right? Absolutely. So that's only one time where it didn't go over 48. Absolutely over. Did I just say four different scores they've only played mm-hmm. three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was 34-31, and then I think both the other two were 27-24. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say right now before we get any uh, super, like, super in-depth, Call me Scotty Wallace, dude, because I'm getting the yeah about this game right now. I'm feeling a little, little yeah. Here, here's an interesting little factoid, I guess. Um, there's no plus odds on the money line in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bengals are minus 105. Chiefs are minus 115. I mean, this is this is a game you just love to see, you know? Good old-fashioned flip a coin kind of a deal. 
I was really hoping, as soon as the Bengals won that game, I said to you, I cannot wait to bet on the Bengals next week because I was hoping they would be two and a half, three point underdogs and I could get like plus 140 and just mash it and bet nothing else, just Bengals money line and put like six or seven units on it and just fucking send it. And uh, and God we trust, but that's not going to be the case. I'm probably certainly going to still bet on the Bengals here. I like the over for sure. Well, for the I'm going to have a look at Prize Picks right now. I'll give you some odds. But uh, what are we thinking? I just say this. I'm getting nervous now. What's what's uh, what's the nervous? To, I'm starting to sway my my theory, and I'm starting to think that the Chiefs are going to win this game. Well, I so, uh, well the Burrowhead, the talk. Them being favorites, it's just it doesn't. It's just a. They're bit. not favorites. The Chiefs are favorites. No, at one point they were favorites in Arrowhead. The the the, the Bengals refer to Arrowhead as Burrowhead, openly. Eli Apple just doesn't shut the fuck up. It just it's very like it's very like. Yes, you won last year, but check this out. Like I just has a very and I and I I do want the Bengals to win. But it's very has, I'm starting to get that feeling. I know you might not be, but I'm getting that sense no, where it's I, like I, I kind of have that feeling. Like you can't just keep playing with Mahomes and thinking like that. This is your world. Mahomes what? is living in it. Listen, dude, I don't know about that. If you're gonna call, if you're gonna call yourself him, you gotta act like it. He's him, dude. Oh, you're saying Burrow? Burrow. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess. All, all right. So we believe this game's gonna be an offensive juggernaut special, right? Two offensive machines going at it. Okay. I got. I, got I, think, I think it's more about the Chiefs' terrible defense, but sure. Sure. Fair. I got the passing lines for both quarterbacks in the playoffs. We'll go with Joey B first. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, both quarterbacks are within two yards of each other. So, James, what, what do you think the line is for Joe Burrow's passing yards? 298.5. Alicino? It's less than that because this, this – the over under is less than I anticipated. It's two seventy four. I'll see. You know, you're very close to two seventy two and a half. So, where do you think Mahomes is? You said they're within a yard of each other. Two yards. Two seventy six. Two two seventy. Less than. Less than. So now I don't know if I like that. None of it makes sense. See. Yeah, it's it's a little weird here, a little fucky. So, I, and then I was like, a little bit of the fucky walkies. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, we just watched, watched, not watched, watched both running backs go off to have decent games. Mm-hmm. What do you think the rushing lines are for Pacheco and Joe Mixon? Pacheco. Uh, P- Pacheco, go ahead. I'm gonna go forty-eight and a half. James, I was gonna say like forty-four and a half. Yeah. 47 and a half for Pacheco. Now, what would you think is Joe Mixon? I think Joe Mixon is higher. Did you say they were close to each other? I did not. No, okay. I, I'm gonna say I think Joe Mixon's 67 and a half. Alcina. 62. A little too high. Got 56 and a half. I want to say over, but like Samaj P. Ryan, you just never know. Samaj P. Ryan gets drives. It's weird because I bet on his receiving yards in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Not wild card, the divisional round. And he got to like 50. He had that one drive where he was catching those so, little <laughs> those little like screens or dumps. Mm-hmm. 
he got like four of them. And then one of them he picked up 10, one of them he picked up like 15, and the rest were like pretty short gains. All right, so here's what I want to do. I'm going to tell you Brian's real quick of what he likes and what he would bet on, and then we'll use that for the, for our squad ride here. Word. Uh, he's got he's got Cincy plus one and over 48. He's got San Fran plus two and a half. He's got Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. He's got Kelsey over six and a half receptions. He's got Debo anytime, and he's got Nick Bosa over a quarter of a sack. No odds on it, but that's what he likes. Can you repeat that for me? I'm sorry. The whole fucking thing? Yeah. Horrific. Cincinnati plus one and over 48. The 49ers plus two and a half. Joe Shiesty over one and a half passing touchdowns. Kelsey over six and a half receptions. Debo anytime. Nick Bosa over a quarter of a sack. Yeah, I like that. It's not parlay. So just things he likes. Yeah. I will tell you the line for the receiving yards I got for Kelsey is 76 and a half. I don't have a receptions line, which is kind of odd, but that's probably a sports book thing. I'm telling you right now, DraftKings is being fucky-wucky with me. And I don't love it. I'm trying to fucking... What do you want? I'm trying to par- I'm trying to just do the same game parlays, but it's like not allowing me to. They might so. not be done yet. They might be ready. No, it literally just says like you you can't place the parlay here. But you need to go. I don't know. Well, while you while you're while you're having a look, I'll tell you a little some some cool little touchdown props I've got on the prize pick side of things. So now the these props or they are one touchdown and they are two players combined to reach either a rushing or a receiving. So they just either one of them can score. We have Isaiah Pacheco and a Hayden Hurst combination, a Jarek McKinnon and a Hayden Hurst, a Juju and a Canarius Tony, a Pacheco and a MVS, a McKinnon and a MVS, a T. Higgins and a Katarius Tony, a T. Higgins and a Juju Smith Schuster. A Pacheco and a Boyd, and a McKinnon and a Boyd. I just don't love anyone on the Chiefs currently not named Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. No, McKinnon. No, McKinnon. That's, I would take McKinnon. I would take McKinnon too. I took McKinnon last week, but and he fucked me. But that's just these little Wrong, combined. Dude. These are these little combined ones, and I've got, I got Kelsey for a receiving touchdown as well as Chase for a touchdown. Yeah, so who so, do you like more? So what I was trying to. Parlay, same game parlay, anytime touchdown scorer was Travis Kelsey and T. Higgins because T. Higgins has been quiet for a while now and Chase is on a fucking tear. Mm-hmm. And I have been hammering Higgins for a while and losing on it. And it's like when I'm valued in now, you know, I'm not going to go against myself and bet on Chase who scored a touchdown and I believe every each one of the last three games, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not going to do that only to have him be taken out of the game from inside of the 20, you know? Sure. Jamar Chase is plus 100, even money. You love it. He was super boosted last week, which even scared me off even more because we know how I feel about the super boosts. 
T. Higgins is plus 185 to score an anytime touchdown. Travis Kelsey is minus 115. It won't give me the odds up here. To what do you want? Them. T. Draft T. Higgins and Travis Kelsey. Okay. Anytime touchdown scores. That's what I'm in on. And then for the other 400, game, plus 400. Love that. I love that. I'm trying to stay away from picking the game here because we seem to be. No, I mean, whatever. Let's spend the money. Let's do it. Now, I have I have a question Go ahead. for the room. Because of the piss-poor Chiefs defense, we'll not call them piss-poor. We'll call them poor. Do we think Jamar Chase is, is going to have the uh, – I understand you're talking about T. Higgins over there for any time, but is Jamar Chase going to have a productive day along the field? Yeah, I think he'll have a productive day. I'm just not going to be productive. Do you think you'll have a, a he'll have an over seven reception productive day? No. No. Do you think it's worth a fade, or do you think it's a let's not go there? Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Then. What is Boyd? Four Th- and a half. Throw in Debo. T. Higgins is four and a half. And Hayden Hurst is four. Throw in Debo and, and Jalen to to the Kelsey and Higgins. Jalen as in Hurts? It's the one and only. Not Jalen Hurd. Remember Jalen Hurd? Is he in the league still? You want uh, Debo and... Kelsey Higgins, Debo, Jalen Hurts. I'm starting to feel about Jalen Hurts the way we felt about Josh Allen last year, where once they're inside of the 10, he's going to get at least one shot at it. 26-5. 26-50? Put 100 on that right away. Unless you guys want to argue with me. No, I... I No. Do we... Like, with this Eagles-Niners game... Brian had the Niners. Yeah. How do you fellas feel about it? I mean, you know, listen. I think that uh, my brain really, really, really wants the Eagles to lose. So, you know. You think this game goes under 46 and a half? No, I don't. You don't think the Eagles-Niners game goes under? I think... So why don't we go double over? They've average, yeah, five for five hundred. Double over parlay, for five hundred. Yeah, plus two sixty four. So five hundred will match you. Eight. What did I say? Twenty six fifty was the other one. Yeah. So one hundred to win twenty six fifty on that. Double the double over parlay over forty six and a half in the San Fran Philly game over forty eight in the Chicago Chicago Cincinnati Kansas City game. That's plus two sixty four. We're gonna put five hundred on that. That's gonna net. A payout of eighteen hundred and twenty-two dollars, but that's with the five hundred added in, right? No. Wait, eighteen hundred? Eighteen hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, it's with a hundred. So it's going to pay out thirteen twenty-two. Let me ask the room: Are there any props inside of the Chiefs, Bear, not Bears, Bengals game? Individual player props that are not touchdowns that intrigue you to hear. To hear them? Yes. To hear them, so I'm, I'm, I'm. We got 400 left, and it gets tighter and it gets tougher. So you know, I'm I'm Steph Curry in the pot here. So let me hear something, because you know what? I got interception odds on Mahomes and Burrow. 
I think Mahomes for one might be a little bit of a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. Burrow for one too. I don't like rooting against the best player in the world. Yeah. It's hard. You know? Well, we'll we'll move on to completions because I got twenty four and a half for Mahomes and twenty five and a half for Burrow. You know, I I see over on both. I don't I don't twenty four and twenty five is I mean, I guess the script of this game, but you I guys want it. You guys want to be silly. First drive result. Oh, that's horrific. Yeah, now we don't have to do that. That's silly. That's for when you're drunk on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say first Eagles drive result field goal attempt is plus three ninety. Well, due to the Patrick Mahomes look, would you? How would you? How would you feel about fading the rushing yards on Mahomes? What is it? Fucking seven and a half. Yeah, I don't even think I got odds for it, <laughs> but I'm looking. I am. Please looking. hold. Filibuster. I don't even have them. I don't have them either. Rushing receiving props. Um, they don't even have Mahomes listed. You want to get silly and go Jalen Hurts under 30 oh rushing yards? Oh, my God. I got on DraftKings, I got under 47. I got under 44. 40, 47 and a half for Jalen Hurts. No, under 30 is plus 380. Yeah, I'll put 100 on it. Fuck it, why not? What do you think? They could, I mean, well, some of the baddest motherfuckers in the NFL are on that San Fran defense. I'll get there, but I, I'm... I'm trying to throw something together between these two games, and I want to stick. You got the most composed Bosa brother. The only composed Bosa brother. <laughs> what do we get? So Jalen Hurts under. Under 30. Under 30 flat. 29 and a half. Yeah, sure. Let's go 100. Now let's go Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders going on it too. Fuck that clown. Parlay him. Let's go. We let's just not be stupid then with the money. Let's go over, under forty for Jalen Hurts, and under fifty five for Miles Sanders wins three fifty. I'm in. That's fun. All right. So i I got a little, I got a little uh, crafty. We'll say I'm not going to say crazy. I got a little crafty here with some prize picks on the Chiefs Bengals game. They're giving a Joe Burrow half pass yard, so a little free freebie for you. I got Joe Mixon rushing yards on the over for the fix, 56 and a half. I got Samaje Pirine, or Samaj Pirine, I'm sorry. Samaje. Samaje? Mm-hmm. Samaje. For over 13 and a half receiving yards. I got Kelsey for a touchdown, Pacheco over on rushing yards, and I faded Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster under 44 and a half receiving. How do we feel? No, I don't hate it. I'm cool with yeah. Juju. I'm cool with riding 200 on Juju under 40 and a half. Under 40 and a half? Fuck yeah, dude. That's what you want? That's what I we, mean. Is that what we have left? 200? 200, yeah. Because I was going to be a little ridiculous here. I, I love that. So I'm going to throw this in. And now we're gonna, I'm going to go throw something together for the Eagles. Okay. While you're doing that, you're throwing it together right now? I've er, I'm on Entry track. is in. 
entry is in for the Bengals Chiefs. Okay. So while you're throwing together something for the Eagles, I got something right here on DraftKings. Throw it together, baby. It's a two-leg parlay, over one and a half passing touchdowns each for Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow, plus two fifty-three. That's a, that's two hundred. It seems like stealing, right? Is that all we have left? Is the two hundred, or we have another hundred to play with we after? Two, we have three hundred. You want to do three hundred? No, I'll put two hundred on that, and then we'll we'll throw the last hundred on something else. What are the odds? Plus two fifty-three. So it's going to bring you back five oh six, right? Mm-hmm. That's Hertz and Purdy. Each over one and a half passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Did A.J. Brown get hurt in the Giants game? No. The Giants held him to 22 receiving yards. I know. It's great. They fucking they got ran. Annihilated. They ran. It was a fucking running fest, I know. dude. No, I could see, I could see uh, A.J. Brown going off, though. You, so you can see it. Yeah. I was our, it. our line here is 69 and a half. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot. At this point, it's a hundred bucks. Whatever. We're going you know what I mean? Like I also have Devonta Smith for sixty five and a half. No. 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 Dallas Goddard, forty five and a half, but I'll if, go back if, to him. If if anything, if you want to get a little Hail Mary, because we only really have like one Hail Mary kind of bet on that card right now, right? Why don't you look at like uh like AJ Brown, it's sixty nine and a half. So go with like over eighty nine and a half, six catches and a touchdown, and see what that brings you back. Well, I'm gonna throw AJ Brown receiving yards in here. Go ahead, throw it in. And I'm, I'm just, gonna. I'm, I'm having issues with doing the same game parlays on the computer. And I, reason. I got a line for Dallas Goddard that I enjoy. I got receptions. The line is four and a half. Fred Warner, baby. Fred Warner, baby. Fred Warner, baby. Under. Under. We want to. Do we want to go for a fade on Dallas Goddard? I mean, I, I'm not saying fade him, but fade seven, the reception. Seven catches, eighty-four and a half yards, and a touchdown is plus five twenty-five. I'm into that. I'm in there. Mm, I'm in there like I'm in a kitchen, dude. I don't even know what that means, but I'm I'm in on it. I just. I means I'm in there cooking it up. Oh. Okay. Now, we'll look at the other tight end here. George Kittle. I got receptions for George Kittle, but we could also go look at his yards. Let me hear his receptions number. Four. Averaging 4.2 on the last five you might with be, Brock Purdy you under center. You might be a little young for this, dude, but I, I know Anthony remembers Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, bro. Smash, 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 bro. Smash the yeah. over? Yeah. Well, you're not going to smash the under, dude. Bro, did you <laughs> I watch, hear that. Did, did you, did, did you watch Docs? Yeah. Did you watch his? No. I'm, oh, I started it. Bro, I fucking passed out. Buddy. Oh, McCaffrey. I started it. I passed out. I, I know, I'm, I'm just saying. I, you're, I you're, act like I'm 65. No, 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 no I'm can't. saying you're going to enjoy it. I, I fell asleep at the end end, but like I had already gotten the... Did yeah. you know his whole deal? Yeah. Like how it ended for him? Yeah. Well, for the most part, yeah. I got to the part like where... They found the dead body, and that's why I kind of nodded off. But wild, I already knew all this shit about him. Yeah, so no, I didn't about how he ended up in jail and everything. I knew that he. Yeah, I didn't him. until that documentary dropped, and I was like, "Yo, shit, I gotta find that." How do we yeah. feel about a McCaffrey touchdown? Yeah, man. yeah, dude, Shmoney. All right, it's hard to not say. Bobby Schmurda up in this bitch. It's hard. To, it's hard to not say. Yeah, you know. All righty. Any specific players that we were thinking of in the San Francisco game? 
Anybody on your mind? Brandon Ayuk in his in his last possible game as a Niner. Okay, what uh, what do we what do you want to look at? Dude, I wish they. I know they don't, but I wish they had rushing attempts on there. I might be able oh, to find some. Hold oh, on, they do have. We I have rushing attempts for Ayuk. Let me. I'm going there right now. If it's like a half or one and a half, you crush that. Dude. I don't have it. Yeah, I don't think the prize picks would. Let me it. look at rushing yards. See if we got anything. They're only gonna have running backs on prize picks because the odds would have to be like. I get I get a lot of weird things. I know, but in order to add rushing props for wide receivers, they're the, giving it to you for free. Yeah, I have Debo rushing yards. Well, that yeah, that makes sense because he lines up. What is Debo's rushing yards? Eighteen and a half. Over. Mm. You do over. we want to smash Debo here? I thought the number was gonna be like thirty-five. Yeah, over, dude. What? Over. I think that's a suckering. Is that what you? I was gonna is? go under thirty-five. Yeah. All righty. So we eighteen and a half is one carry for him. We got an Eagles parlay here, folks. Gentlemen in the studio. They play some pretty nasty defense. It's weird. Yeah, but Debo lining up. You I know, know, I know, but we talk about it all the time with this team. When Juice Check and McCaffrey and Debo are all in the backfield and they run this fucking yeah, misdirection, know. Kyle Shanahan nonsensical crap, dude. Like, you can only commit to so many all pros. Okay. So we got the under on the Jalen Hurts rushing yards, under 44 and a half. Love that, right? We agreed on that. That's one of our parlays. Yeah, we already smashed that. Under Miles Sanders rushing yards at 51 and a half. Under. A.J. Brown over 69 and a half. Nice. Over. George Kittle receptions over. Smash, smash, smash. Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown and the over on Debo Samuel rushing yards. 18 and a half. 18 and a half. And... You want to read aloud what we picked again? Or did you already yeah. discard it? Nope. So we got two little prize picks for you. We also got yeah. our bets. So we're up four ninety five on the season, and here are our bets with only really one week of betting after this remaining. We got a hundred dollars on anytime touchdown parlay. Kelsey Hurts, Debo Higgins. It's a hundred to win two thousand six hundred fifty. We have five hundred dollars on the over in both games. That will net. 1322. We have $100 on Jalen Hurts under 39 and a half rushing yards, Miles Sanders under 54 and a half rushing yards, and that'll pay plus 350. We have 200 on a Hurts, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy each throwing one and a half touchdown passes. That's 200 to win what was it? 5 506. 506, yeah. It's plus 253. And then the last 100 will be an AJ Brown Go off, son. Parlay, which will be uh, eighty-four and a half receiving yards over, seven catches over, and anytime touchdown. So that's the album. Nice noise. And just for the Hold record, just the for the record, just for the record, let's make uh, let's make picks here. Okay, with the spread or without the spread. Um, whichever you prefer, whichever you prefer. I'm going fucking Bengals money line, Niners laying the two and a half. I'm going Niners money line, Chiefs. Laying the one? No, just the money line. Just take the money You're not going to save the five <laughs> cents. <laughs> I'm, not, five I'm, I'm okay. Go ahead. Picks. Give me the Bengals money line. 
with the over. Give me the Eagles covering. Covering. The, covering with the uh, the under. You got the Eagles covering but not winning, huh? I'll give the Eagles. I'm giving the Eagles, the Eagles plus, right? No, minus. Oh, the Eagles are minus. I'm okay. taking the Eagles as the favorite to win, covering that spread. So then I'm sorry. I said yeah. the Niners. No, no, minus. Yeah. I got. No, no. I, I got. I, I'm, I'm taking the, the Eagles covering the W with yeah, the under. Yeah. With the under in the score. All right. Last week before the big old Super Bowl, the big game, some people call it. Everybody calls it. Primarily everybody. Primarily. Are you closing us out? Or is he closing I'm gonna, us out? I'm walking us out right now. You're walking us out. I'm walking us out the front the front door here. We're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi Di Dinero, Stay Thirsty Company, Dino Skate Park, and Justin's Chop Shop of West Hampton Beach. Peace out. Stay tuned.